Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to the T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. Me, Spencer Locker. So, Spence... We have had a marathon in the Hubcast room today. We have, we have. We've put some hours into the Hubcast room today, and this is the sixth and final Hubcast in the series of mindset types. Yeah. Um, just to recap, so far we've covered the Alpha Wolf, yep. the Snow White, mm-hmm. the Needy Child, yep. the Puppet Master, yeah. and the Racing Driver. Yeah. So we've covered those types of mindsets. We explained what they were. We talked a little bit around the pros and the cons and how you observe this in in people in the workplace. And we've given some actionable tips on how Mm. as a leader or manager you can can support and engage with and work with these types of of mindsets in the workplace. So the final one then in the series is the heart surgeon. Yeah. And just before we actually start here, I I, I think it will possibly be... Uh, prudent to mention that uh, you've actually delivered uh, this to a room that contained heart surgeons. <laughs> I did, which was a which was an eye opener because yeah. it was like that that moment where you deliver it in businesses to business folk and yeah. you talk about heart surgeon and everybody gets what you're about to mean. Yeah, you're about to say. Um, but then when I was delivering it to the consultants in the NHS and half the room were heart surgeons. <laughs> I had that. I was. I had, I see. I saw them look at the screen and yeah. the definition, and they were a little bit like. I thought, oh God, I'm opening myself up here. <laughs> Do you get the pun? I'm opening myself up here. But it was. It was like I thought. How are they going to react to this? Yeah, yeah. And, and do they see themselves as this? Mm. Which we'll come on to. Yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that was an experience. But I also think Spence. Uh, we haven't openly discussed this, but I think now of all the mindsets, mm. uh, you you fall into at times the heart surgeon mindset. Yes, I don't know if you yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, I, I probably would. Um, I'd, uh, I'd, I think sometimes there, there are other ones that I can do, uh, but I think when, once you start looking at the uh, how to identify a heart surgeon, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when when you're looking at the, the sort of the, the, the identifiers, yeah. So what is a heart surgeon? Let, let's hmm. sort of start with the definition. So a heart surgeon is a very focused and methodical type of mindset. Yeah. They tend not to be rushed. Yeah. In fact, they won't be rushed. And that's the thing about a heart <laughs> surgeon. You can try and rush them all they want. Yeah. You ain't rushing them. Hmm. So they're very focused and methodical. They won't be rushed in whatever they do. You know, execution and um, job satisfaction and perfection is mm. their driver, not so much glory and recognition. Yeah. So, you know, they they want to do a job right and to the best of their ability. Mm. And if it means, therefore, focusing on one thing at one time yeah. and being wholly present on it, yeah. that's where they come to the fore. Yeah. Yeah. They may take a little longer than other people <clears throat> to do stuff, yeah. but usually what they produce is of quality. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's a heart surgeon mindset. And it types, t- ties into some of the psychometric testing profiles like analytical or the yeah. cool blue and insights yeah. in in print motivators that we talk about it can be perfect correct and right knowledgeable and smart yeah. all of these uh really sort of black and white personality types yeah, yeah. where it's there's there's no gray 
it is or it isn't, yeah. right? And there's a certain logical process. And the reason mm. we call it the heart surgeon is because I always imagine that when if a heart surgeon's doing open heart surgery on a patient, mm. I'd like to think they take the time, they're focused, yeah. <laughs> they're methodical, yeah. they know what to do and what not to do, and yeah. they won't be rushed. Oh, no, yeah. I've got another patient in in 10 minutes. Better hurry up with this one, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just three <laughs> stitches rather than six. Yeah, just, just stick it go. back yeah. in. It'll be all right. It'll be right. You know, yeah. it doesn't work like that. So <clears throat> the heart surgeon was the best terminology we could come up with because it absolutely makes the point of the way these this type of mindset operates. Yeah. Now, coming back to your point, when we was in the room with the heart surgeons from the NHS, they all looked at it and started laughing, yeah. which scared the hell out of me because <laughs> they were like, listen, if you really knew what I was like, you know, I'm nothing like that. But... The point being is when they're in the practice, when yeah. they're doing what they're doing, they are. They are, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Some of them, though, in their personal life, nothing like it. Mm. It's like the break from the norm, right? If they have yeah. to do that every day for a living, they're just going to yeah. live rivers freely. And, yeah. you know, so um, that's the heart surgeon. And unlike, it's probably the first of the six type of mindsets that we've spoke about this mm. tunnel visioned, unrelenting focus, you know, and and somebody who will not be rushed and they will take their time. Yeah, definitely. Quality rather than quantity. Yes, yes, yeah. in a nutshell. Mm. Cool, all right. So, yeah, we got, we're got starting to get a mental picture of these people. Um, I, yeah, I get that. I, I, I do identify with them quite a lot. Um, the, generally speaking, they're not people who do things off the cuff. Yes. They, no, pl I'm... they plan. They, 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 there's a reason for doing things, as you said, black and white, like binary. Mm. We're talking about binary. There's a reason to do things. Um, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Yeah. Um, people uh, will look for, um, as you said, if somebody's trying to get the speed, mm. the, the quick reaction, quick answer, they'll withdraw. Yeah, and, and, and I guess if you look, if, if we naturally then progress into the pros and cons of a heart surgery, yeah. you know, the pros of a heart surgeon and the positives for a heart surgeon in an organization is 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 ex everything we were just saying in the introduction. Yes. Yeah. If you want quality and you want a job doing properly. Yeah. Um, and this is the important thing. And you can cater and, and allow for time and space for the yeah. person to do that. Give them the right resources. Exactly. Yeah. That that's a real positive in this type of mindset. Mm. They tend to have attention spans longer than most. They don't get bored easily. Mm. You know, some of the other mindset types we're talking around, you know, racing drivers and alpha wolves, blah, 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 mm. they content. It's all about the end game and getting mm. stuff done. And, then, and sometimes they can drift and be bored easily. Um, but heart surgeons don't. They do have a, a really good attention span. They can focus for long periods of time on something because they're genuinely getting fulfillment mm. from the process of going yes. through a step-by-step -step process and delivering an outcome. Yeah. You know, mm. you, usually as an example, you know, if I turn around to Dave and say, Dave, I need you to do a, a pathway or a blog on customer service, mm. he says, no problem. He's banged it out in five minutes. Mm. It's like spewed it out his brain, and he's fortunate because he'll bang, he'll pass it over to Lydia, our occupational psychologist, and Lydia will then proofread it and just make sure it's all right. But that's his process. Whereas if I say to you, Spencer, can you do me um, a pathway or a blog on organizational design? Yeah. You'll go, right, what, what on organizational design are you after? Yeah. And I'll be like, well, how about we do the difference between organizational design and organizational development mm. and you'll go okay how long do you want it to be mm. and i'm like 
in my mind thinking, just get on with it, right? <laughs> but but you've got five questions for me. And then yeah. once you understand the brief, I've got to give you four days, mm. right? I've got to give you two for researching, mm. one for writing, mm. one for rereading and editing yourself. Yeah. And you then tend to pass it over to Lydia, who proofreads it and goes, you know what, that's okay. Yeah. So that's the heart surgeon. Mm. The problem is, is if I want five blogs a week out of you, I'm struggling. Yeah. And you, you, you know, mm. we can speak openly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. get five blogs a day out of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. doesn't mean good or bad because I know his need a lot of work. Yeah. Yours don't. Mm. The point is, is you won't be rushed. Mm. You won't be rushed because you, you have to follow the process in your yeah. way. Yeah. And that's, uh, I suppose that's uh, that's coming into cons a little bit mm. because, and, and I think, again, this is situational. If you want somebody to be spontaneous, if you want somebody to be creative, if you want pe pe people to think outside the box, um, heart surgeon probably isn't in the, that's not the job for them because they can't be creative because they're quite structured. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit of creativity, don't get me wrong. Oh, no, yeah, you make a valid but, point. But, but the, it's quite structured, it's quite process driven. Um, uh, they've got a little, they've got to have the time, uh, they've, got to, they've got to give things thought. So for you, if um, let's let's say for the sake of argument, you're a racing driver, which I think that's what you identify as Probably. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted a new telly, you'd say, I'll go to the shop, I'll buy the TV, I go, and I'll go I, home I, I and look, I'll watch I it. I look at the first four in the row and I go, I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I've got to embark on a four-month research project. <laughs> yeah. And that, and it goes on from there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so so you're absolutely right. And part of the problem, therefore, in, in organisations mm. and, and with managers is if you have a heart surgeon in a role which requires speed mm. and to spin multiple plates at once and it's agile and dynamic and ever-changing, yeah. sometimes that heart surgeon can struggle yeah. with the sheer pace of change, with the sheer amount of different things going on at any one time yeah and and therefore managers get it wrong because they they pressure the heart surgeon mindset mm. to look what you do is great and i love it yeah but i need more faster yeah. and quicker we ain't got time to ponder on this decision we ain't got time to research for four days mm. and and the heart surgeons sometimes try their best then to, to do the job, but they, they never then very, really feel comfortable or fulfilled no. in what they do. No. So what ends up happening is we have a disconnect, mm. you know, and, and we can quickly uh, start to compromise quality. We can quickly start disengaging, the, uh, you know, the, uh, from a relationship perspective. Yeah. And quite often it's because we have a, somebody with a heart surgeon mindset driven by certain motivators that in the wrong role. We've yeah. got a square peg in a round hole. Mm. I mean, for example, you know, you won't want if you had a heart surgeon as a software developer or a coder yeah. who who gets a project, you you um you know you agree the number of man hours it's going to take to live this project, mm. and the coder, the developer, can sit in the, in an office with his his or her earphones in mm. and just focus on doing the job properly. It's a yeah. dream. Mm. You know, if you've got. Uh, a, a heart surgeon in a, in a law firm, mm. uh, you know, doing complex, you know, mm. terms and conditions for a customer, but they've yeah. got two weeks to to refine them and draft them and get them right. Yeah. Perfect role. Yeah. If you've got a heart surgeon in finance mm. where they can take the time over calculating budgets and plans and it's mm. a great role. Yeah. If you've got a heart surgeon on the line of a manufacturing plant, Mm. And there's a line coming down every seven minutes and you've got to keep up with that line and you've got to do a job and get back out and mm. wait for the next one to come down. It's their worst nightmare mm. 
Because the minute they sacrifice on quality or get behind mm. or they're holding the line up, yeah. it ain't going to happen. No. If you have a heart surgeon in a new business sales role mm. and they're required to hit 15 opportunities a week and go and meet 10 new customers a week and deliver 15,000 pounds in sales each month, yeah. but they haven't got time to create account plans and proposals and do things properly, yeah. they're going to sink. Yes. Yeah. So I see it all the time where they are mm. heart surgeon. They are what they are. They're wired in a certain way. Believe yeah. me, Spence, I've worked with you now for years. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I try to make you operate the way I operate, it ain't happening. No, no. And likewise, if you uh, if you say to me, Martin, this is, I can't move any quicker and do anything, mm. it ain't happening. The key to it is I've got to allow you to be you. Mm. And in the turn, in return, I get you stepping outside your comfort zone yeah. a little bit. Yeah where required yes yeah uh, and i think that's that's something that uh we we have discovered over the over the past over the years um but one thing i one thing i will say about when we're talking about cons for uh, heart surgeons <clears throat> it may sometimes appear to the casual observer that heart surgeons might resist change yeah uh, and that's no matter what what role they're in. If there's change to be had, they may appear reluctant, shall we say? They're not not really accepting it. And I'm not saying that they are. This is wrong. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes yes, they do resist change. But what I, what I would suggest is they need to understand the change. Yeah, that, that's um, true. Yeah, and, and that's that comes down to pay. So what mm. happens in organisations is new announcement mm. Monday morning. We're doing this. Right, mm. the racing drivers and the alpha wolves and everybody else are going. Yeah, all right, yeah, whatever it'll be, yeah. what it'll be. Yeah, you know, and and the heart surgeon's going. Whoa, hang on a second. When? What? Who? Who does this affect? Am I yeah. involved? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so if the pace of change happens without effective communication, mm. the person with the the heart surgeon mindset will freeze. Yes, rabbit in headlights. Yeah, yeah, can become very unsure. Yes, very anxious about the change. Possibly even passive aggressive. Yes, yes, yes. So. And that should, whereas if we under, if we get to the heart surgeon first and give them a heads up and mm. give them a brief and give mm. them the detail and yeah. give them 48 hours to reflect on it, yeah. by the time the announcement comes out, they're on board, yeah. right? So you make a good point there. And one of the cons to a heart surgeon is mm. they just struggle with pace sometimes yeah. and the speed of change. Yeah. And, and when you've got two things in your pot, you're okay. When you've got three things in your pot, you're okay-ish. Mm. Four, five, six. Yeah, it's not happening. No, it starts to really dilute the effectiveness yeah. of a heart surgeon. Yeah, yeah. And you can see, and for people listening, you know, you can see the journey at Trans Two we take people on. Mm. Right, we, we do our human iceberg theory where we start saying, "Who are you first? Yeah, and we start looking at your your social style or your mm. Myers Briggs profile or your insights. Mm. Then we come a level deeper mm. and we do your prints. What mm. is your unconscious motivators that have yeah. manifested within you that make you behave? Yeah. And then we do your sense of purpose. So when you come in into situational leadership, when you come back for day two like yeah. this, and you're doing these mindset types, alpha mm. wolves, racing drivers, mm. snow whites, in terms of how you operate in the workplace, yeah. you start connecting the dots and yes. linking. You know, heart yeah. surgeons are going to be methodical operators mm. who are analytical and they've mm. probably got motivators to be perfect, correct, and right, knowledgeable and smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- you can see where that th- those those links are made. Yes. Um, but if, you, if you're listening to this and you've got heart surgeons in, in your... Um, in your department or in your team, the first question I want you to ask yourself in terms of dealing with them, Spence, is this, you know, 
are they in the right role? Mm. Yeah. Do we have these heart surgeons in the right role? Yes, they can deliver quality, mm. but if the role also requires them to change and morph every day mm. and take on multiple things and deliver excessive or you know extreme targets, aggressive targets, mm. you, you're setting them up for a fall. Mm. You know, if you said to a heart surgeon, you're going to do two open heart surgeries a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, they'd go, great. If all of a sudden you said, right, you've got to do six in the same time frame, mm. Yeah. It only you only have to listen to that analogy to mm. to wonder how they're going to feel and the quality they're able to deliver, right? Yeah. So um you know, that that's the heart surgeon. There's there's plenty of pros. Yeah. There's also some cons. Yeah. Um so how are we going to engage them as well, a manager? Well, first of all, we've got to make sure they're in the right role, yeah, as I yeah, just said. Yeah. Assuming they are. Yeah. Um the, assuming they're in the right role, then faster, faster, more, more shouldn't be mm. part of the remit. Yeah. Although it doesn't work exactly like that in no. business. The more customers you get, the busier you get, yeah. the more we ask people yeah. to, to, to do more. But within reason, they should be given autonomy, space, and time to execute upon what they execute upon. Yeah. Um, and, you know, quite often the answer to supporting a heart surgeon um, is extra resources, in particular extra people. So if your software development company grows and grows and grows and you still want to deliver the same quality, you need to hire two more developers instead of putting two more projects on the heart mm -hmm. surgeon. So you're looking at giving them the space and the time to You've got to, to, to maintain their status quo. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can pick, you, we talked about pace setting offline. <clears> you can pace set a racing driver. Mm. It's their world. You can, yeah. they can, you can squeeze an extra bit out of them. Mm. You can pace set an alpha wolf. Yeah. Right? You can pace set a puppet master. You can pace set a lot of the other mindsets. It it just doesn't work with a with a heart surgeon. Mm. It doesn't work. So you've got to what companies make the mistake of doing, Spencer, is they squeeze and bleed their heart surgeons to the point where they either collapse, they either withdraw, mm. they leave, because they cannot go on where the quality is being jeopardized by the time that they've mm. got available, et cetera. So mm. rather than take on the extra headcount, they'll squeeze you for more. It's yeah. okay for a short space of time with a bit of understanding. Listen, I know you're going to have to do, I always say to you, Spence, this month you've got a really busy month, Spence, mm. but smash it out for me. It's a bit of time to do some of our prep next month. Yeah. In short bursts, it's okay. Yeah. But if it's going to be an ongoing thing, you've mm. got to build the resources around them so they can keep delivering what they're delivering. Mm. Yeah. So you got to you got to you got to do your best to cater for them in terms of a heart surgeon. Yeah, because it because you know you're not going to ever make them into a racing driver and keep the quality that they bring. Right. Yeah. So you you're you're going to engage these people from a, an amiable perspective, aren't you? Not not going to you're not going to really sort of engage them with the directive. Well, I, yeah, I think you've got to be slightly amiable, yes, yeah. to their to their ways and their. That, you know that yeah i think in terms of a management style though um coaching is still something you should try right yeah because you, I, i'm saying a lot and i'm making a case for the heart surgeons out there that you can't overload them or you can't mm. ask for more it's not strictly true some heart surgeons are capable of a little bit more mm. or they're capable of delivering more by changing the way they operate yeah so if you're a leader and you can say right well, you're doing two of these a week for me, or you're mm. filling in two reports a week, or you're seeing four patients a week, whatever it might be. Mm. 
But as a leader, as a coach, you might not get them to do more with less time, but you could say, well, if you changed this, this, and this and freed up a Friday and brought that forward, mm. it'd give you extra time and we can deliver that little bit more without overcapacitating yeah. you. Yeah. So coaching them on how they can potentially change the way of working or mm. slightly adjust mm. to speed up a little bit or to yeah. deliver more should mm. always be encouraged yeah. from a management style perspective. Yeah. I think um, when, when you're talking about heart surgeons and speaking as the potentially one myself, uh, one thing that um, does stop me from delivering is being taken too far out of my comfort zone. But I've got to stress it's too far. Yeah. A little bit of my army comfort yeah. zone yeah. regularly, yeah. no problem. I like to be challenged. I like to be stretched. But when I perceive that as too much, it's asking too much in one big gulp, if you like. Yeah. Um, then that's that's got the potential to shut me down. Yeah, absolutely. It's like with you, Spencer, you're, if you was delivering four or five days a week, mm. you would burn out. Yeah. You're a great trainer. You're a great consultant. But what we found in the early days is when you had four days in a row, you were doing travel and this and mm. the, it, it, the knock-on effect of that for the following week is is has an impact. Mm. Whereas when we started looking at your diary and saying, well, hang on a minute, what if you delivered? Because delivering four in one week means you, you, you're absolutely probably not doing much the next week. Mm. What if we did two or three in week one mm. with enough time in between to prep for mm. the day yeah. and reflect on the day? Yeah then you can go again and do another three next week. Yeah. So three a week, three days delivery a week allows mm. you to do 12 days a month. Mm. But if you did that in one block, mm. you well, you wouldn't be able to. No, no. You'd probably only get you know, seven, <laughs> or eight, seven or eight. So slightly working with the scheduling team mm. to make sure that when Spencer's delivering, he's got at least a day before to get his packs together, mm. do his prep on his slides and realign means we get more out of you yeah. than just stacking you back to back mm. and that's an example of when dealing with a heart surgeon now you can get more if you're just a bit smart and intelligent mm. with you know other variables around what they do in the yeah. job so um yeah i think that's worth that's worth noting there i think we mm. want to be amiable and understand them and, and and try and try and give the resources around mm. them so they don't sink and they can still deliver the quality but we also want to coach them yeah. and find marginal gains and little areas of where we can get more without sacrificing or overloading what they do well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. we bloody changed their role. Yeah. You know, they might not be the new business salesperson, but they might do really well in account management where we yeah. give them one big account just to, to do an account plan and nurture and take the time over. But asking them to do the new business role might might not might sink them. Mm. You know, in manufacturing, you might have them down on the line while the line's moving and they've got to they've got to do their job and turn around every seven minutes and they're sinking and they're holding the line mm -hmm. up. But actually, if you pull them off the line in the manufacturing warehouse and you get, put them in a quality role where they're not bound by time but they can stand at the end of the line and just do a checklist of everything that's coming off the end of the line and check the quality and they've got at least half an hour an hour to do each one they might thrive hmm. so what we're saying is don't just say right you can't do this role that's it have we got them in the wrong role are we playing to the strengths hmm. you know cool yeah okay so in summary yes for the heart surgeon so identifying them, very focused, focused on quality, not necessarily the not necessarily the quantity of of um, what they're producing, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, 
methodical, yeah, focused on quality, unrelenting, reliable people. Um, yeah, they, they aren't the they aren't the movers and the shakers, if you like. They're not the the guys who punch in the air, but they are very reliable. They, you can you know you're going to get a quality product, and they've them. also got a very good attention span. Yeah, they tend to maintain concentration on a task for longer periods than others. Yeah, you know, so they can they, you know they can spend the whole day on a report. They can mm. spend the whole day coding a piece of software yeah. or you know writing a pathway or researching. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 absolutely, certainly. So when you're looking at the pros and cons, pros, quality job, job done right, give them space and time to focus and you'll get it, you'll reap the rewards. Um, you, yeah, they're sort of they're all focused on the quality. Cons, not necessarily agile in the sense that they can bounce from one thing to another. Um, not really multitaskers, they yeah. prefer to focus on one thing at a time. Um, very focused on quality. Uh, you might think you get a good job out of them. You will get a good job out of them. However, maybe they're over-engineering it, maybe. Yeah, well, this is it. Sometimes sometimes they are. Yeah. Sometimes they are, and that's where the coaching comes in. Yeah. Listen, you don't need to go to the nth degree of that. Yeah. 80% is enough yeah. on this area. Yes. Not You know, it, it's enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes they can appear to resist change. Yes. Yeah. If they're so, unsure or if, they rush too yeah, quickly. Yeah. So when you're talking about engagement, when you're talking about um, engaging a, a heart surgeon, uh, a, an amiable attitude, but we're focusing on coaching really, aren't we? We're focusing on um, sort of not necessarily pushing and pushing and pushing them, but uh, divvying up their workload, smart, thinking smart about the plans. How are we going to get this out of them? How are we going to get that out of them without overloading them? Yeah. How, what, how can we make some minor changes mm. that will allow them to operate in their best self yeah. and not compromise what they do, mm. but it means we can move a bit quicker yeah. or produce a bit more or a high quality, whatever it might be. Yeah. How can we tick the box for the organization whilst mm. not comp- compromising you? Yeah. Um, and that's always the first port of call with mm. the heart surgeon. If we've tried to do that and, it, and there's nothing we can do and it's not making a difference, yeah. we have to then be amiable, as we said, and understand what we're trying, what this person, what we're trying to achieve. And maybe we look at a completely different role, which mm. allows them to flourish and still contribute meaningfully. Yeah. Have we got it wrong, mm. right? Mm. Excellent. Good stuff. That's the heart surgeon then. That's the sixth and final yeah. mindset type. And um, we've gone through the series. Uh, so if this was the first one you listened to, listen to the other five, <laughs> and 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 you know, this I'm sure you'll recognise across the the six, you'll recognise um, people in your teams and in your departments and your organisations who who fit the bill. Mm. Last thing to mention, it's not an exact science. You know, you you can be you can flip from mindset types. You know, I was once an alpha wolf. I'd say I was more of a racing driver now. Mm. You know. Um, I think you you can morph and change depending on your environment, your manager, the situation. But usually you're driven by a certain set of motivators mm. and you are who you are. But I think I want leaders out there to listen to this and think if you, you know, if I have a heart surgeon in my team, like with the other hubcasts, the other six mindsets, it's just about me understanding that and seeing what I can slightly do to adjust to get the best out of them. Mm. And if you do that, you won't go too far wrong. Good stuff. Spencer Locker. Enjoyed it as always. Yeah, been a um, pleasure, Martin. We'll finish that there, um, and we'll be back shortly, without a shadow of a doubt, with another T2 Hubcast. Thank you, Spence. Thanks. Thanks.